welcome to Adulting on Purpose Season 2. I'm your host, Jambi Kamau, and on this podcast, we talk about how you can take back your confidence and excitement for life, how you can grow from these limiting beliefs, pursue your passions, and ultimately own and live your best life by knowing who you are, what is most important to you, and making no apologies for it. We're here for a good time, not for a long time. So let's get right into it. The reason why I feel this works for me is that mantra that goes, what gets scheduled gets done. Today we start this podcast with a quote from Pablo Picasso. Our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must fervently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There's no other route to success. Research from the University of Scranton shows that a whopping 92% of humans do not achieve the goals they set out at the beginning of a new year. Let that sink in. (laughs) So this is a staggering statistic, obviously. And especially for me because it makes me worry about the quality of life we have as a whole. You know, like collectively as the world. If we are all setting out to do things for ourselves and then proceed not to achieve them. Now, this weekend, I also ran a poll on my Instagram where I asked you guys to tell me how far on track you were with your goals three weeks into the year. This, of course, jumping off the conversation about smart goal setting. If your goals are measurable and timely, then they can also be tracked specifically and the achievability measured in the same breath no matter how much time has passed right so even in three weeks you should be able to tell whether you're on track with your goals or not and the results were interesting the ones that actually spoke to me now when we went into the dms told me that some goals were on track others not so much for some it was a complete departure from when they first began i mean merely three weeks into a 52 week journey Therefore, the statistic up there coupled with this rough and not very representative survey on Instagram all tell us the same thing, that achieving the goals you set is not necessarily as easy as we might want to imagine. And today, I want us to get right into the ways that we can ensure that 2021 is different and that you who's listening to this podcast has a little bit of a game plan into how you intend to achieve these goals. You know, going by the words of Pablo Picasso, there's no other route to success. You must make a plan, believe in exactly what it is that you're saying that you want to do and then you vigorously set about acting on it right so the first tool i would like to talk about is begin with the end in mind if you have read the book by Stephen Covey on the seven habits of highly effective people, then you know that beginning with the end in mind is crucial to achieving success anywhere. This is particularly important when you're setting a goal and in particular, it helps you clarify what the goal is with specificity. Actually, I think it would be exceedingly difficult, almost impossible to be specific about your goals if you cannot see what the end result will look like. When you visualize the end result, it's easy to get clear on what's important for you to do and what is not. It becomes easier for you to set your boundaries because you get clarity on what activities are serving your purpose and which ones are not. You get to budget your time and attention towards the things that will move you forward. You know, the things that need move the needle for you. Honestly, I have found this to be particularly useful even when it's just getting through my day-to-day task. Even when it's a single task, like say I'm at work, I need to produce a legal brief. I do my best work when I know where the brief will end up. You know, who will be using the information? Why is this particular piece of research needed that not only helps me clarify how much information i need to give and how deep i need to get with my research because the audience for me is important visualizing who is going to receive my report 
is very, very important. And now that way, when I know who is receiving it, I know the depth of research and those things, like how deep I need to go with this. So I know how much time I need to schedule for that task. And I have a visual on how how long it will take for me to do it, right? So that will go for everything else, big or small. You begin with the end in mind. It becomes easier for you to clarify the plan. Second thing is action before mood. Let me break it to you. It will never feel right. And I feel like this is why people have beef with the whole motivational speaker, motivational books, industry, etc. While attending a seminar or talk or reading a motivational book, there's so much energy because obviously, like I said, we read so much into people's energy. Like we do, we do take the energies of the people around us. The person delivering the message is obviously in their purpose, even if it's just in that moment. And that energy is intoxicating. So you get to, you get to feel their vibe right so while you're there you believe that you can do all of the things and the same thing happens when a new year rolls around there's so much positivity and optimism about what you can do you know like you have a fresh 366 days oh. 365 days and there's so much possibility you know but as the year rolls around a majority of us slowly slide into the 92 percenters truth is for the most part you will never feel like doing the things that you need to do and yes, the word is for the most part. I get this epiphany almost every weekday at around 7.30 a.m. Because usually if I run my morning routine right, at 7.30 I'm on my post-workout high, you know, listening to music, getting ready to start my day. And on the days that I almost did not get out of bed, the days that I really, really struggled, it gets to that time, like when I'm I'm, I'm intoxicated in that high and I'm, I just, I want to give myself a hug and say, look at what you would have been missing if you stayed in bed hmm? however the biggest affliction for us i feel is procrastination because you're looking um like i say you you it will never feel good and that is when procrastination comes ah the time has come for you to do the thing you do not feel like doing it so you say i'll get it done tomorrow then tomorrow you still don't feel like doing it so you push it one more day and before you know it it's august and you're too ashamed to even get started on the goal then it's december and oops i did it again and just like that last year's goal becomes this year's goal <laughs> how many of you are there this year how many of you have goals that were already on your goal list last year now, while I would like to get into the actual science of procrastination separately on another day, it deserves an honorable mention while we're on the subject of goal setting and achievement. We have all suffered procrastination in one form or another. The most important thing for you to figure out is the reasons why you procrastinate. While it's a common problem, the reasons we do it are as varied as the people who do it. For some people, it's the particular task or job, the thing that you that is aimed towards attaining that goal that you find unpleasant. And that becomes the source of avoidance. Actually, I feel like that is it. It's, it's the thing that you need to do. Either you don't want to do it. It's an unpleasant thing for you. It's something that is so difficult for you to get done. So, for instance, you decide to lose weight and for this, you decide I'm going to start running and you hate running. In fact, you've never enjoyed it and you've never been a runner, but this is the thing that you choose to do. Um, I feel like it's, it's low hanging fruit. It's easily accessible. You don't need equipment. You don't need like a gym to go to. So I understand why this becomes an obvious choice. So there's a very good chance 
that you'll constantly procrastinate that running. Oh, so you say, okay, I'm going to run every day. Da, 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 da. Maybe you do it the first day, the second day, ah, the third day. You're like, ah, lakini, today I'm tired. Ah, today I won't do it today. Let me do it tomorrow. Then, of course, as it happens, and when we're talking about this, I will tell, like, that loop becomes so dangerous because the moment you give yourself the first excuse, that excuse will always be available to you. And then it will allow you to make the next one and the next one. So if you constantly procrastinate on that task that you do not like to do, thereby never building the habit, you will never achieve the goal that you want to achieve. And so how then, while we are, even while we are just touching, touching on this procrastination thing, because the topic here is that you will never be in the mood and the action has to come before mood. So how do you guard against that time when it comes the time for you to do the thing, but you do not feel like doing the thing? So I may have at least a couple of tactics up my belt, you know, because constantly chasing productivity. And so the first thing that I find very, very useful, and I feel like, um, procrastination is a time management issue. So the first thing is to have very clearly prioritized to-do lists, schedules, timeframes for completing a task and deadlines to help you counter procrastination. And this is where the timeliness function of a smart goal factors in. You can always tell how much time you have to get something done. Thereby, you can schedule it and get it done in good time. This is also very good for prioritization because then you know that, okay, this is a priority. This is more important than this. This is urgent. Like, Where do you schedule the things? Do the most urgent things first, then do the important things, then do everything else. So when you have a schedule, you know how to run through these things. The reason why I feel this works for me is that mantra that goes, what gets scheduled gets done schedule your priorities religiously now the second thing will sound like the first thing which begin with the end in mind a lot of the time we have more than enough time and space to do the things that we need to get done but we end up pushing things so close to the deadline it becomes a problem in your mind now Suddenly it's urgent and you cannot take your time with it. And as Murphy's law would have it, that is when the urgent things start to crop up. You know, the ones that you cannot procrastinate, like a sick child or a sick parent or a sick you, which is the worst. And at that point, what has been procrastinated so long goes undone and delivered. And that is never a good feeling or a good look. It also does quite a number on your confidence. So stay woke by getting ahead of your timelines. Okay. Now, the third thing, focus on one task at a time. Like there's this there's this idea that multitasking is a thing that human beings can do. And contrary to popular belief, multitasking is actually the worst enemy to productivity. And I forgot to mention this last week, but it's so important not to overwhelm yourself when it comes to goal setting. Do not sit here and purpose to hit 20 whole goals in one year. Like if that is what your list looks like, by the way, you will end up in the 92% in December of 2021. And I find especially women have been alluded to think that they can do two or more things at the same time. Yet another subject like that I would like to tackle as we go along because attention budgeting is as crucial to success as, say, financial budgeting. And there's a lot to get into. So let's just move on. But focus. I have shared with the OGs of this podcast my rule of threes, that I never have more than three things on any list that I have to do. And the word there is have to do. Be it a to-do list or a goal list. Like, I only have three goals this year. Two of them are major for me. One, yeah... You know, like, it's there. It's important, but it's not necessarily urgent. The first two are the most, the urgent thing, the things that I need to get done before the year is over. And by having just those three things to focus on, I am sure that I am focusing on the most important things 
and dedicating my energy to those important things. So my boundaries look this year will look somewhat different from the boundaries that I had last year because right now my priorities my goals my, the important things for me are different so if this year you're able to beat procrastination my friend you'll be halfway there but on to the third tool fall in love with the process because there's no destination and there's this thing and I think I have this quote um it's the most recent post on my Instagram and I said that being is better than becoming. This is something I read from um it's a it's a it's a quote from the 1960s if I'm not wrong and I saw this for the first time in a book that I was reading and right now I cannot like I read on a Kindle. So the moment I've gone so far into a bang, like I'm not going back into the pages to look for this thing. I know, I know I, I can do a search thingy, but I remember talking about being is better than becoming. And this is a big one. Like um, focusing on the destination other than the process is a big one because it will trip you along the way. This idea that there's a place to get to, you know, you have heard me talk about goal setting as a habit you need to develop. This is because at every stage of your life, you will be working towards something. As soon as you get to the top of one mountain, you quickly realize that the next one is afoot and there's almost no downtime. So it's something that you need to constantly do. Set a goal, work towards it, hit it. Set a goal, work towards it, hit it. And let me tell you, do not be deceived. Honestly and truly, the joy is actually in the in the journey, in the getting the things done. Because more often than not, and you can read this and you can ask anybody who you think is at that place where you want to get to. They will tell you, yeah, I got here. And then now it's not so much more. It's not so much fun. So now I have to get to the next thing for me to, to get that high. I have to aspire to the next thing to get that high. So if you're constantly chasing an ideal or a goal first before you get there, like, like the amount of work, we've already talked about the amount of work that you need to get there. Sometimes getting through your procrastination, doing the mundane, doing all of the things is not going to be interesting. And that is why the, the process for you, you need to create a process that first works for you towards achieving that goal. And then that you actually look forward to. It's, it's very easy to give up on the ideal. And that's when you start coming up with the phrases like, Mm, you know that common thing <laughs> that common line that Kenyans like to throw about when the going gets tough the beauty of falling in love with the process is that every day is new and every day becomes a reward in and of itself ticking off the tasks on your to-do list the rewards that you give yourself for hitting the weekly milestone all of the things become important and worth looking forward to please know this good human overnight success is an illusion as they say, you are what you repeatedly do. In fact, the easiest way to predict your future is to look at your daily routines. What are the things that you're spending the t your time on? And those are the things that you're going to reap from. So, for instance, if you're busy doing fun times, drinking yourself silly, doing other drugs and eating the cheapest low quality food you can get your hands on, you have diseases and early death waiting for you on the other side. There is no other way. You know, don't, don't delude yourself that somehow I'm going to do all of these things and then come out of the other side Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Nah. If you spend your time devoted to upskilling and self-mastery, then the rewards on those upgrades will surely be there on the other side. There is no cheating the process. The chickens will always come home to roost. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. And this, this, um, this particular quote is usually attributed to Aristotle. And I know for a fact, I think the, the person who actually wrote it down first, according to history tracking, there's a, there's a word for it. According to it, is a guy called William Dunn. 
for the life of me, I cannot remember. But we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. If you achieve excellence in every day, you will have excellent weeks, you will have excellent months and years, and eventually your whole life will exemplify excellence. Choose your habits wisely. Thank you so much, good human, for listening to this episode. I truly, truly appreciate it. If you know anyone else who would benefit from this conversation, be sure to share it with them and let us contribute to the collective intelligence of the world because we are good humans. Also, please remember to comment, like, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast from. It's available on Anchor, iTunes, SoundCloud, Deezer, Google Podcasts, and any other place you can access podcasts for free. Your feedback is absolutely valuable and important to me because it helps this podcast show up for so many more people. Again, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jambi.s.ke on both platforms and let's keep these conversations going in my DMs. It's my absolute favorite thing to do. See you next Tuesday. Bella ciao.